0: The Devil Commute, Season 14, Episode 1. Cheerful, in which your hosts try to start the new season in a happy way. Are you ready? Let's go. one two three hi everyone and i have to say everyone hi everyone hello hi Every wasn't gonna answer it, is it? so we're three today it's like uh, this, this new team dynamic that we've got we've got going it's like oh there's the ex- the extended temple commute family we're spending yes. more time together yeah <laughs> more time on zoom together that sounds That's familiar good. doesn't it yes <laughs> um so welcome everyone this is the tefl commute and this is season 14 so if you haven't seen or heard seen or heard the last 13, uh, 13 episodes that's good isn't it 13 seasons where have you been um there are lots of episodes that you can catch up with and we'll tell you uh how later so season 14 episode one folks is going to be cheerful and i'm in a very cheerful mood and i'm sean and i'm one of the co-hosts and going around our zoom table next up is Lindsay, I'm the other co-host. I should mention, by the way, if you've stumbled
1: on this podcast, this is a podcast for language teachers. That's not about language teaching, but the topic always comes up. You really? so, um, got it right. Yes. One one <laughs> I can't
0: get Caesar's right. <laughs> anyway,
1: there are three of we're, we have we're, we're there there are several hosts on this show and uh, I'm Lindsay I'm one of them we're all english teachers teacher trainers and writers and, and hi uh, I'm Kerry yeah. and
2: I'm going to just speak across Lindsay here <laughs> and, and, say, and say hello and it it's lovely to be on this cheerful episode uh,
0: Kerry talking across Lindsay doesn't think that you can't do that you <laughs> not <She laughs> <might> know <laughs> so <laughs> cheerful we um obviously it has uh been i think people say a uh, quite bleak a uh, few uh months or years or whatever you want to look at. Some something has been kind of knocking around the atmosphere making us all ill so we thought we'd, we'd better start the new season by being cheerful and what we're going to do is look at uh why in um in this part in in the autumn of uh 2021 as we're recording why we now have reasons to be cheerful and reasons to be happy. Okay, so you might not agree with us, but we've done a little bit of thinking about why we're in a cheerful mood. Lindsay, are you cheerful? Um,
1: Not always, but today I'm cheerful, and and I've been thinking, and it, it made me cheerful to think about reasons that we could be cheerful because I think we've had o- over a year now of bad news upon bad news upon bad news, and it's it's easy to kind of I think one of the episodes we did last uh, season was about favorite words, and one of them was doom scrolling. So I'm um, doing plenty of doom scrolling on the phone, and so it was nice to kind of think of what reasons could there possibly be for us to be happy in these times. I think you and
0: Kerry have a reason to be cheerful, and, and you don't live in the UK. That's a good reason to be <laughs> cheerful. Yeah. We are sticking to cheerful things. <laughs> I thought that was one of the things we were not going to discuss. I didn't say anything else. I just could... said you don't live in the UK. <laughs> I'm going to. Um, I'm going to. I'm going to queue for my rations later on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So what we're going to do in this episode is we're going to divide into two sections. We're going to do a section of reasons that we're cheerful that are relating more to our work as teachers and in education. So things uh, education related. And then the second part, we're going to be looking at reasons that we may be cheerful that are not education related, but not necessarily about our our personal lives, just reasons that everyone might be cheerful. Um, And then the third part, we're going to do a TEFL commute favorite, which is a quiz. Sound good?
0: Sounds, that sounds good, Lindsay. Sounds great. I I, for, I forgot to mention uh, to the person at whom I was in an online room the other day, I am not the sidekick of Lindsay. Lindsay is my sidekick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so well, get, what, one reason to, to be careful right There I was. There I was doing my job when somebody said, oh, you're Lindsay's sidekick, aren't you? I'm like, what? <laughs> anyway, Lindsay, off you go. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, um, so I one thing that i think um the pandemic has done uh over the past couple of years is um for all of us has made us think uh, about education in different ways you know as we all as schools closed as everyone was forced online everyone that could go online was forced online as we had remote learning hybrid learning zoom classes all kinds of things like that um it it made everybody think of education sort of in a different way and one of the reasons i found to be cheerful I found in a, uh, a UNESCO report called "Education in a Post-COVID World," um, and and it was about how parents were beginning to realize the complexities of a teacher's job. So I'll just quote from the report. They said many parents are. Uh, were were obliged to follow and supervise their children's learning at home acquired a clearer awareness of the complexity of teachers' work and appreciation of it. Um, Secondly, like essential workers in other sectors, teachers went beyond the call of duty. Uh, Many teachers responded to their students' needs with compassion and extra efforts that reinforced the value that parents and communities attached to their action. And when I thought about this in my own experience of teachers that I was training, in my son's experience, both of them, At school, I found that this was true. I know that there are teachers that didn't necessarily go above and beyond, and people tended to like to kind of moan about them. But for every one of those teachers, there was always like one or maybe two that were really putting in the effort. And I I think we saw some amazing things um, that teachers did. And even when they didn't go that extra mile or do that extra work, parents realized how important teachers were when they were forced to having to try homeschooling or having to try to do all these things and juggle all this stuff. Another quote from this uh, report said the educational response of the COVID-19 crisis has revealed the capacity of educators to draw on their professional knowledge and collaboratively mobilize with a resourcefulness and creativity that could not have been achieved by a public authority simply issuing top-down orders. And I think that was another really interesting thing, how lots of this stuff, it happened so quickly that there wasn't sort of like a one ministerial top-down, now we do this. It's like schools and individual teachers had to sorted out. And the ones that did it well, did it really well. And I think we saw lots of examples of that and of teachers sharing. So I think, I think a sort of greater appreciation of teachers is one reason that I feel being cheerful.
2: It reminded me of a story of um, like how teachers, like all frontline workers became the superheroes. And there was this lovely video of a teacher in Ecuador who was cycling around all of her students' homes um, with a a blackboard and actually kind of giving them materials and instructions at a distance on her bike and um, this this video went viral and it just kind of feeds into that whole whole idea of appreciating a teacher you know so and it's a so definitely t- chimes with that report
0: I, do, I think, uh, yeah, I think there's a greater understanding as well of how much uh, the teachers uh, free your day up to do stuff. You know, as, as someone yeah. that home, homeschooled, um, you know, uh, and being a teacher, so I kind of didn't find that that move to a homeschooling difficult in that sense. But the, the the amount of time it sucks out of your day and uh, it was just um, it didn't make me think. So I had a greater appreciation for that. I was going to pick on the collaboration aspect of that, uh, Lindsay, uh, because i think one thing i've noticed is i think teachers around the world suddenly uh, have a have a better understanding of each other and i say that because i think i've having worked as a teacher trainer for years and and you probably agree that when you do sessions in a country they tend to think that like a classroom management problem might be a, a problem located with south american students or european students but actually they're quite similar and they don't know that the, the, the you know there's kind of a dissonance in that sense yeah. but everybody had to go everybody was in that suddenly faced with the same problem at the same time and I think with there's a greater understanding, you know. So I think teachers around the world are actually now much more a global network of teachers, because um, um, because they had to find, as you said, find ways of collaborating and and getting on with stuff. And i really I've seen that come through in in stuff I've been doing online with global teachers. I think there's just a we just realize we're kind of all in the same boat and all and can all face this together. No, exactly. I think there is
1: that, yeah, the, kind of the realization that it is a community and that things like everyone I found that as well there's there is a sense of community about talking about you know like at the beginning of a zoom class where someone might not be able to hear that well or or oh the the internet wasn't working so well today that like that everybody realized in whatever country these there were sort of similarities and we suddenly felt that it was yeah it was it was nice in that way sorry Kerry
2: no nothing I was going to say there's also um I noticed a lot more collaboration between students and um actually becoming more proactive, sometimes in maybe not quite within the rules way, but um, of, of supporting and helping each other. And what would maybe be thought of as cheating actually became kind of this group learning. And having seen it from the side of my teens that were um my my son was going through his end of school exams and they really supported each other for like a really difficult three months right up to school leaving certificate but I think that's something global as well that you go on to a class maybe with adults someone's um, having problems with the tech another student steps in it doesn't have to be the teacher it's like it the that line between teacher and student as well maybe um blurred a little bit sort of, so you'd have high school students actually helping their high school teachers who were struggling with the tech. Sometimes they wouldn't be helping. They'd be, you know, sort of playing memes in the background instead or something, but <laughs> um, there was just this kind of, it, it, I think it brought teacher and student closer as well.
0: I think it's an interesting, I just of uh, something you said there. I think the cheating collaboration, I, I, I I'm, and I'm intrigued to see where this goes, so I'm going to put it to be a, as a reason to be cheerful, but it's kind of a developing reason. Um, I, at the universities, for example, all exams move to open book exams, and that is really interesting because there's a really big change in the way that assessment is yep. being done and how things are being approached. And I think if that carries through, we could. I think we've all moaned as teachers uh, over the time about the way exams work and assessment works. You know, Fundamentally, memory test kind of things in in education, but these open book tests really are beginning to change the way that um that the that, um, exams and tests are being done. So I think kind of as a a chink reason to be cheerful within that because um yeah. it's, it's open the door a little bit.
2: <laughs> yeah, a little opportunity there that might open. It's kind of like more creativity in all of those things.
1: I think um, about creativity, uh, and I don't know if you either of you want to add another thing to the education thing before I finish, because there's a really nice kind of quote about it, which I'd like to finish with. But if either of you have something else,
0: I think, I think think creativity, I think creativity will come back in the second part as well. But I think uh, I I would say there's creativity in the sense that teachers had to get creative. Um, But that meant there were some things that linked better. Like, um, I, I think there is a better link between home and school because yeah. you were carrying things forward and i don't know you know because of home education, i know that my son and i were making you know i think we were making better projects that carried back into the school and teachers how, you know when they're on zoom and trying to they don't have the resources at hand we're trying to you know tap into what the students had at home uh for now i know we we mentioned that this could be this is partly because of the digital divide which isn't cheerful but i think there is a there was a better connection between uh, education within school and education in real life um, started to come out of that, and I think that's a creative due to teachers' creativity.
2: Yeah, and physical contexts being resources just like they would be in a classroom, but suddenly your physical context—everyone's in a different physical context—but we can all find resources within that context. And you know, teachers being creative with their kitchen, or you know, sort of like I, my I. Observed one teacher sending the kids off to count how many eggs they had in the fridge and then come back on screen and talk about it and use it for maths lessons. So, you know, yeah, loads of creativity.
0: Yeah, I would say that. I, I, my, my last one is probably slightly more personal because I, I feel as the brunt of somebody that moderates a lot of webinars, um, <laughs> I get less, uh, I, you know, when, when there's a technical issue and it used to be, I can't see the speaker, I can't hear the speaker. It's now, oh yeah, that happens. I think that's a that's a that's a real good reason to be careful. <laughs> uh Lindsay, do you, you wanted you've got a great question um, yeah. for
1: it? To, to, no, to close off, I want to return to that uh document, um the UNESCO document, education in a post-COVID world. Um it says that uh, over 2020 and 2021, the education sector, which is often critiqued for its conservatism, whether fairly or unfairly, has shown itself to be among the most robust and adaptable of all social institutions. And I think that, that made me think of what Kerry was saying about the Ecuadorian teacher, which is like an anecdote, but we saw this in several things of like the robustness of like how school did continue, you know, and... um. And also the importance of which people wanted to get everyone back into class, right? Um, So they said, it's one of the most robust and adaptable of social institutions. This is an important lesson from this crisis, and one which should lead us to grant teachers greater autonomy and freedom. Teachers need to be recognized and more highly valued. They are essential participants in defining the futures of education. And I think, I think that is a reason to be cheerful. if, If that sentiment continues and goes forward and we don't forget it, then that, that, that is a, that is a really good reason to be happy.
0: I agree. I just not to be a downer, but I do think that obviously is dependent on stakeholders and government. That's <laughs> true. That's true. But we're saying happy. We're saying but we're happy. saying happy. Uh, Shall we? we- shall we we take a little break going to a break if if the listeners um it'd be interesting to know the listeners came up with different reasons to be cheerful having to listen to this so you know if if you did come if you've listened to this and think well i agree or i have something else then obviously come to our facebook page come to our uh, website and leave us a comment and we'll probably come back to it in a in a hopefully to a a future episode and, and mention your comment but yeah shall we break yep
2: hey commute listeners Looking for ideas for the online classroom? Why not listen to Who's Zooming Who?
1: Who's Zooming Who? This is a spin-off podcast for teachers teaching online in the current situation.
0: Uh, We set ourselves a challenge to talk about a topic in 10 minutes. So our topic today is breaks. A particular 10 minutes is what we're calling the lockdown syllabus. In fact, we're getting very meta. Our topic is Zoom. Today is online whiteboard. Who's
2: Zooming Who? A podcast about teaching online. Available now from your usual podcast provider.
0: You've left me two minutes.
1: (laughs) I've left you two hours. Over to you. So the first couple of times I I thought, like it kind of flashed up and I thought,
0: okay, there's a jerk in here. Can someone please mute Sean? Many people have said that before.
2: Here we are back from the break and we're moving away from education and let's start looking at some reasons to be cheerful outside our Zoom classrooms. So, um, I don't know, Sean, do you want to start?
0: What are your reasons? Can I be be part I know this is not, um, I quite like the fact that it's it's still education, but, but I'll tell you why. Um, I like. I'm actually quite happy. I'm, I've gone back to face to face teaching, and I find that really weird to say because I am online. I've worked online for so many years, uh, but it's not that. It's it wasn't the the going back to the classroom per se. the The, the thing is that actually the journey. I hadn't made the journey. Uh, into the university for ages, and uh, so my reasons to be cheerful is just the appreciation of of that journey. Again, of things that commuting. You commute. Commute. Commuted. That's right. You missed the know. commute. <laughs> I, just of I listened, I listened to a all- <laughs> But you know what I mean? It's just kind of that. It just made me realize going in the other day that it was a journey that I've done countless times that I take for granted. And there's kind of this giddy excitement with it. And there's other little things that I find that giddy excitement um of going back to the of what would people call norm- normality or whatever. Like I went to the theater for the first time in two years not long ago. So it's a kind of that going back to things that that with a new appreciation for what they were is is my is where i'm starting with that if that makes sense but yes commuting what a chance to get the commute in there and i forgot <laughs>
2: excellent i <laughs> love that
0: i'll too. go hang my head in shame and hand over <laughs> to one of you
2: i just want to say that i had on my list of stuff as well it's like kind of kind of similar to yours i think but um it's something that was um like ongoing throughout the pandemic but something that i felt like i i was re-establishing was uh swimming and um we you know after the initial lockdown where uh, so we can' actually see uh the water from our window so it was it's a so i want to be in there and then um once we could be it's i don't i think i can count maybe less Fewer than twenty days that I haven't actually been in the water Mm. since we came out of lockdown, and that is something that makes me not just cheerful; it's like ecstatic. I just I agree.
0: I I, vivid memory, and I realized with my son how much he missed water between lockdown one and lockdown two in the UK. And when we had this opportunity to go and do some uh, open water swimming, actually, and just that feeling of being in the water again for the first time was just like wow. You know, again, it's just these little things. that's right i've
2: started like the open water swimming um and doing it all year and it's like sometimes the sea is wild and i go out on a little kiddie bodyboard in my wetsuit and then other times it's calm and i go for a swim it might not be very long but it's kind of that Cold water swimming as well,
0: which... I I tell her, uh, I have respect for you going out in the in the kind of more wintery time. Indeed. I have
2: to say that cold water down here at, the, at its very coldest is 14 degrees. So oh, it doesn't, okay. It doesn't actually count as proper cold water. I think you have to be <laughs> under 10 degrees to be a proper cold water swimmer.
0: <laughs> so the, te- the TEFL commute out in 2022, open water swimming. Oh, yes. Right, <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay? But mine is
1: slightly different. It's not... Well, it is personal as well. It's about that rediscovering kind of going outside. And one of the things that's, that I that had made going outside for a walk in the town where I live, which is uh, in the south of Spain, is that the downtown uh, part of my town, which is Elche, they finally pedestrianised the whole city centre, mm-hmm. ah. which they'd been meaning to do for years. Like this had always been the thing, like one day this will happen. And I think almost since I've been living here, they've been talking about doing this It never happened. And it kind of got accelerated and put there was the political space, the time um, and the will, and I suppose the money to to do it uh, during towards the end of the lockdown, which is when it all kind of accelerated. And then I read somewhere that this is happening in other places so that this was slowly seeing um, uh, many car free plans for city centres in Europe. Uh, finally being moved ahead you know so these were on the plans but uh, for for various reasons one to allow more space for people to walk in the towns and not be on top of each other Uh, two to allow more room for like sidewalk cafes and things like that has happened so I found out as I was reading like Barcelona was another big one where they pedestrianized a whole bunch and put in a whole bunch of bike lanes Paris added 30 miles of bike lanes all in the city center Um, Milan moved their entire city center towards pedestrian during the pandemic Birmingham wanted to ban, ban the through-town traffic, and that was sort of advanced more. Hamburg uh, has advanced to being completely car-free by 2035, and where I live as well. And I'm sure there are other examples. And I think that this is a... It's so nice when you see that difference, like like just going to the... If you were used to a part of the city where there's cars everywhere and suddenly it becomes pedestrian, It's it's so wonderful. It's just like walking and having that space all around you where before it was taken up by cars. Um,
0: yeah, I, I, I think we're lucky in the center of Oxford because it's quite pedestrianized anyway. Um, but um, that did happen even further during between two lockdowns in the sense um, that the restaurants had to spill onto the streets because they can, obviously we weren't allowed inside the restaurants and that was nice. And one of the one of the effects of that is um, an area that was um, was kind of semi pedestrianized We've got, now got, uh, and it's, I guess, it feeds back into the creativity we talked about before. They've turned lots of because uh, um, obviously the um, the the astrazeneca vaccine was was made here, so that they've turned lots of the original vaccine boxes into seats. Oh and wow! Right, and the seats say this. This box. This was first used for the the, the vaccine and stuff like that. And that's that's really nice uh, part. So if you're uh, in Oxford and you're on Broad Street, you can sit on a vaccine box uh, oh. <laughs> uh, with it. But yeah, I think that's true. I, although there, I do think uh, to be negative, one of the things I loved about lockdown was the fact you could hear the birds that's Mm. true that's true
1: and yes that was that was uh, that was one reason to be very cheerful you could hear the birds you would it'd be completely quiet you had those amazing images Mm. as well well what other things what other things, sean
0: um have i uh my one other thing one other thing and i'm gonna go back to the theme of creativity um I, I think we all look back, or historians will look back upon this time, and it will be uh, we will appreciate how much creativity has actually come from it. Um, I mean, not least in obviously producing a vaccine very quickly um, and dealing with that. But but I, you talked about teachers um, uh, being resilient um, um, in the first part, uh, and I think that's the same for quite a lot of a lot of people. Suddenly, people people had something taken away from them, and they tried to find a way to fill that gap. So um, you've got um the musicians, for example, and we suddenly got this this boom in the, the Zoom concerts um, and yeah. taking things on online in that way and just finding ways of doing things that didn't necessarily um um happen before. And I think that's that's for the better that 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 we will come out with new ways of doing things and, and creativity uh will have um will have sorted that out. But I think I I didn't want to step on Kerry's toes, so I i I think she wanted to talk about the vaccine per se. So if um, I'll hand back over to her.
2: Okay, yeah. Um obviously the vaccine is um a reason to be happy if um you've had it <laughs> and your family have had it and you feel like um your family are protected. I mean, like I was particularly happy when my mum got the vaccine. Yeah. Um and you know, sort of it was that that was a a weight off everybody's minds and, you know, sort of like she was isolating at a distance. And so it was at least there was some form of protection. I mean, I was looking now, there's um, uh, a site that you can look at to see how vaccination's doing across the world. So we could be doing better, but we're almost at 50%. I'm
0: just a bit wary of staying with um, staying on that subject again, going back to the UK. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. uh,
1: <laughs> Another reason, this is completely left field now. I found it really cheerful. To hear that Abba is launching a new album in a week's in a month's time, and I've heard the two songs, and so, okay, yes, I know the cynics out there will say, oh, they're just going for the money, and yes, that's true. But when you hear the two songs, it's like classic Abba. It's sort of like nothing had changed. It was, it's, it's, it's wild, and for some reason, listening to them made me feel quite cheerful. Also because my kids then started listening to like Abba in the house a lot more as well. And say what you want, I think it's cheerful music, and I just found it to be cheerful in a sort of weird way. Um, Unlike other bands that have got that keep getting back together. Rolling Stones, I'm looking at you or things like that. But sort of after all this time, all of a sudden back in two songs that sound
0: very ABBA-esque, made me feel sort of cheerful in a silly childlike way. Lots was a beginning. I giddy. I did watch the, <laughs> the music. I did watch the, the launch of that music and the interview that uh, Bjorn and Benny did. They were very interesting. And it's just like, yeah, we just produce what we want to produce. We're not we are not care what yeah. you know, we're not care about trends or stuff like that uh, with it. Um, um are you an ABBA fan, Kerry?
2: Um Oh man, I, yeah, it's cheerful music, isn't it? And yeah, and the movies, I really, really loved watching the movies with my <laughs> daughter. And it's kind of like re, rediscovering ABBA with a 17 year old is fantastic. And um, as I, I mean, I think I mentioned this earlier was I think she, she thinks she found them actually and introduced <laughs> us to them, but. <laughs> Definitely a reason to be cheerful.
0: There is, but on the downside of that, it's also you just start looking at when they are originally performed and you think, am I really that old? Anyway. I think that's a cue for another break. It really is,
1: yes. Welcome to The Algorithm.
2: The algorithm brings you the best in example language sentences found on the web and language learning apps. Each is tailored and randomized, especially for you. Your sentence for today is...
0: I do not hear you, since I have cinnamon rolls in my ears. I do not hear you, since I have cinnamon rolls in my ears.
1: And we're back. All right. So I thought what we would do is finish off our episode and kick off our season with a TEFL commute favorite thing to do, which is a quiz. This time I prepared the quiz for us um, and I prepared what I called the happy quiz. So the quiz is divided into um, uh, into four sections. Yeah. Oh my word! So uh, we're going to we do each section. Uh, No, you don't need pen and paper. Can we collaborate? Um, Some sections are, yes, you can collaborate. Um, But give a pause (laughs) for our listeners to be able to answer as well. So I'll nominate you, and that way the listeners get a chance to think about the answer. So, section one of the happy quiz is songs about happiness. So, uh, after love, there are loads of songs about happiness. Yeah. And now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read in a flat, straight voice a pair of lyrics and then you have to see if you can guess what the song is okay and the song will have something related to happy in the title okay ready okay. sean john yeah. you go first ready
0: all right oh no pressure oh
1: here, here are the lyrics and give a second for the listeners me, to answer. let me just well. get google ready okay ready <laughs> here we go here's a little song i wrote you might want to sing it note for note
0: is that because you are happy? Dee, 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 dee. No. All right. Kerry? I'm just going to say happy for everyone.
2: Oh. Yeah,
0: no. Um, oh, I know what it is. I know happy. what it is. I know what it is. It's don't worry, be happy. That's go, go, right. Go, 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 go.
1: Yes. Here's a little song it. I wrote. You might want to sing it. Note, put her note. Uh,
0: Bobby Mac.
1: No. no, no MacFarren. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Ready? Kerry, your turn. Kerry. Oh, dear. Okay. <laughs> Clap along if you feel like a room without a roof. Clap along if you feel like happiness is the truth.
2: Um, Yep, absolutely know it. I can hear it in my head. Absolutely no idea what it's called. Sean, sure, help. It's
0: happy. <laughs> it's it's happy. happy. Yeah,
2: it's happy. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Yes, it's the so, song uh, is happy. happy. It's uh, Pharrell Williams. I love That's that thing right. about
2: the house without a roof. You know, what <laughs> yes. is that about? What is, I yes. love yes. that lyric.
0: I love uh, so it. It's a song. Isn't it actually from like Despicable Me as a film? Yeah, isn't it? something like, like that. Really, yeah. Uh, mm, okay. Okay, Happy by uh,
1: Pharrell Williams. All right, next one. Sean, back to you. Oh, no. Meet me in the crowd, people. People, throw your love around. Love me. Love me.
0: I know it's already. Yes. Shiny happy people. That's right. Shiny happy people. All right. And the last one,
1: Kerry. Okay. Kerry, here we go. Imagine me. Imagine me and you. I do. I think about you day and night. It's only right. To think about the girl you love and hold her tight.
2: No
0: idea.
2: Sorry. Oh, no, no, Absolutely. no idea
1: okay. at all. This is, we're going back a few decades now to give you.
2: Oh. Okay. I mean, I can go back decades, but uh, I can't
1: think about I think about you day this. and night. It's only right to think about the girl
0: you love oh, okay. and hold yeah. her tight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Happy, <laughs> together. <laughs> Happy Together by the Turtles. Oh, yeah. Also covered by Jason Donovan in the 1980s, okay. I think. Yeah.
1: So there we go. That was our first part. I didn't keep track. Thank you, Sean. I think think Sean scored more points there than Kerry. I think think it's Sean and Kerry for Lindsay nil. All right. right. (laughs) All right. Next section. Next section is every year there's a world happiness index that comes out and ends up in the news. And they often rank countries and cities in terms of like happiest place in the world. Mm -hmm. Right. And so last Mm -hmm. year, um, Helsinki was number one of the happiest cities in the world. What this part of the quiz is I'm going to give you two cities. You have to say which you think is the happier city. <laughs>
0: Apologies to any listeners that we did. Yes, well, this
1: is according to the World Happiness Report. Take it with a grain of salt. I am a course book writer, so it's the kind of thing that I would gravitate towards (laughs)
2: for
1: our comparative. Watch our listener
0: map change after
1: this. For our comparatives exercise. All right, so starting with you, Kerry. Again, I say two cities. Yeah. You have to decide which one is happier. All right. Zurich Mm -hmm. versus Brussels. I'd
2: say Zurich.
1: Yes, I think I've seen Zurich there
2: in number one.
1: Zurich was number four, Brussels is number 40. Sean. Yes, sir. Sydney, Australia versus Wellington, New Zealand. Wellington. Wellington 2, Sydney 20. You got it right. Kerry. (laughs) uh, London versus New York.
2: Well, that's quite a difficult one probably i imagine they're I'm very close think they're very close london
1: mm-hmm. uh, I new york? No. it was new york new york 30 mm-hmm. versus london 36 <clears throat> okay we uh, don't
2: know why do
0: we
1: no I, i'm
0: gonna i put i would it's, it's, it's based it on zero. residents,
1: it's based on, I, I read that it's based on like, the survey of residents saying how satisfied they are with life Yeah,
0: there. isn't it in oh, London? Okay. One of the things that this is satisfies people in London is that they are, that is actually the commute and stuff like that, where I think, because okay. London uh, is a, a big city, and I think that might be the, I got it in the time, comes in. <laughs> Commute comes back in, yay! Commute comes back in, all right, back to you, Sean. Two
2: points to Sean, actually, for getting commute in twice. <laughs>
0: Well, I failed the first time. I just, I'd learned my lesson, obviously. All right, <laughs> let's do this one for Kerry. Cause I'm, no, sorry, Sean, this one is yes, for you. Sir. Okay. Yes, sir. I'm listening, sir.
1: Prague versus
0: Barcelona. Oh, uh, Prague.
1: Mm. Yes, Prague was 44, Barcelona 55. <laughs> and Kerry, the last one, Paris versus Copenhagen.
2: Okay, cause I'm thinking that Copenhagen is the obvious answer. So I'm just wondering whether um I should go for the unobvious oh answer, but I'm Russian. gonna stick with Copenhagen.
1: And you're right, Copenhagen by a mile, five versus Paris at
0: forty-five. Oh, Copenhagen 30. has the top two restaurants in the world. There it's there you go.
2: And All I right, think so- Paris has the same commuting.
0: Hey probably. <laughs> this is our new All right. Every episode we have to get to the word commuting at least twice. <laughs> so yeah. next section.
1: Okay, this was a simple question. And so both of you uh, uh, can kind of choose uh, answer this together um th- uh, i found but a study isn't, done... it, isn't it
0: bad form to say to uh, say say to the students this is a simple question are you not putting psychological pressure on us i I'm not, we... but you're not my students yeah, anyway wait. um here we go
2: <laughs> we could be tortured psychologically oh my gosh, yes, okay. so,
1: <laughs> no i'm making our heart the happiness is going down as we go through it is, I mean, yeah, no, 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 reason,
2: reason to be cheerful reason to, uh, to be cheerful for is exactly. torturing Sean and Kerry.
1: <laughs> exactly. All right. So here we go. The uh, This is just one question. According to um, various studies, I won't I quote them all. I'll go coursebook writer on you and just say various studies um, uh, look at different ages in an average person's life. And let's say in Europe, let's say in the West. Yeah. Um, what three decades so they they have they've nailed it down to certain ages actual years which i think is too hard so i will say because they say there are kind of three times in your life where you're supposed where on average most people are are the happiest so let's narrow it down to decades what would you say are the three decades in people's life when they're most happy so like from zero to ten or the teens or the 20s or the 30s or etc three decades I would okay, I'm gonna, do um, suggest say zero to i to uh,
2: 60s. Okay. And I'm going to 60s as one well, because I'm pretty sure I've seen that as a headline, a clickbait headline.
0: Um, I would, would say zero to of 10 the... because you're not, you're kind of, okay. you've got no worries, particularly. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so 60s then, to zero to 10. And I mean, they always say life begins at 40. So would that be one, do you think, Kerry? I'm talking to Kerry, not one? you, Lindsay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, because I mean, like there's this whole thing about, God, the stresses have been your 20s, although you at the time everyone tells you it's the best time of your life, is it really? Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, should we go for 40s then? We're going yeah, we going to zero to ten, okay? Forties and sixties. So, yes. Oh, yeah. So
1: <laughs> you're according, you're completely wrong according to this clickbaity oh, and well everything like <laughs> that. So the Excellent. happiest <laughs> age is. <laughs>
0: see, we see how we slapped us down there. You're completely <laughs> <laughs> wrong. <laughs> according yeah, and it was to this, so easy, what I found. Sean, that
2: was an easy. question. That
0: <laughs> was an easy question. Yeah. yeah. Well, that
2: was easy. Though. We're you
1: stupid.
0: Are you happy now, <laughs> Lindsay? Are you happy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you're happiest apparently at age 33, 55, and in your seventies on average. Thirty three because you have the okay. energy and knowledge to pursue your passion. Fifty-five, because you've gained enough assets and authority. Supposedly. <laughs> and your, this is
0: not for EFL then, No.
1: <laughs> and in your 70s assets because and you're, authority. I know, yes. And in your seventies, because you're free of many of the stress-causing responsibilities and you can look back to your life's accomplishments.
0: I guess what these, they say. These are people not living in You're... the UK. <laughs> so so yeah. on average. All
1: right. Okay. I'm gonna move quickly on to the last <laughs> section because that section didn't go so well. All right. So the
0: last section is <laughs> is uh, well, who do, we, who do we blame? Do we blame the participants or the question writer there? Moving I mean. on. Ooh, the, happy- the
2: sources. I always <laughs> blame <Yeah>. the sources.
1: <laughs> the so- yeah, so do I. The last one is happiness and biology. And so what we're looking at is chemicals. So they they say that when you like happiness when you're happy you you like certain chemicals create cause happiness or you release certain chemicals or you activate these things um uh, so i'm going to give you the four that they talk about so they talk about dopamine which is the reward chemical you get this from rewarding yourself with things oxytocin the love hormone endorphins the painkiller and serotonin, the mood stabilizer, okay? So these are kind of happiness hormones. And so what, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you a thing which apparently is supposed to make you happy, and you have to say which of those chemicals oh, is probably activating, okay? So I'm going to go again. Dopamine, the reward chemical, oxytocin, love hormone, endorphins, painkillers, and serotonin, mood stabilizers. Welcome to biology 101. Isn't this a, a new, great a quiz? new podcast made by the people that are? All right, so here we go. So if you, um, they say that, um, like running can make you happy, but why biologically? If we looked at those four, what is it about running? And sometimes it's more it than does one. It's not make me endorphins. happy in the slightest. Uh, the endorphins, endorphins. the pain. Yes, so the endorphins as as a painkiller. Um, but also there's another one that it comes out with, um, with with it when you talk about don't, like the, dopamine, the, I guess. Yeah, it no, it was the serotonin. The the mood stabilizer, the sort of zen feeling people talk about when they're running Mm. and they just forget everything and they go into that sort of like thing like that. Okay. What about...
2: It's also kind of something that um, people who suffer from anxiety are advised to um, run regularly because obviously then it must be the release of the serotonin. Yeah.
1: Right. Okay. Hugging somebody you love, hugging someone, a hug.
2: Yeah, that's the love. Yes, oh, that's
1: the oxytocin. Oxytocin is released apparently there. OK, um, completing a task, ticking things off a list of things that you have to do, completing a task that you've meant to do and you'd get the reward up. the pleasure. Whichever yes, that one that was. the
2: dopamine. The, the dopamine
1: yeah. one. Yes, the dopamine. OK, um, laughter, laughing um
2: that's got to be the oxytocin again or maybe endorphins yes the
1: endorphins it says according to this table that i'm looking mm at endorphins are released by laughing and so there's there's like laughter exercise um that people try to that some people try to do in therapy to sort of get those get those hormones going okay I think
2: it's Uh, muscle activity isn't it it's like the activation of muscles whichever muscles they are Mm -hmm.
1: yes um stroking a cat or playing with a dog uh fear because i hate no oh, okay. <laughs> all right for those who don't what would that be
2: threatening
1: no uh, um, you could just say which one it was like is it the reward two, one is three, it three four number one number two it was the love hormone oxytocin oh gosh yeah. Come okay. on, guys so the same thing as hugging the same kind of hormones you'd use as hugging is the same thing you get if you're stroking a cat or or, or playing with a dog um Okay, and um, celebrating little wins.
2: That's going to be the dopamine again, I
1: guess. That's right. You get your dopamine hit from celebrating little wins. Like when I win a, a Tuffle commute quiz. Well, you did. <laughs> and I'm just about to oh, give you what my...
2: happens? What happens when you lose?
1: I think Sean I don't and know me, yet. we need to go off and get ourselves a
2: dopamine hit somewhere.
1: Oh, <laughs> and then the last one is walking in nature. Serotonin. Yes, serotonin. All right. Yeah. So there you go. I can. I've just given you a little dopamine hit here because you've now completed a task, um, and celebrating a little win, and that's the end of the happy quiz.
2: A very little win, there, eh? <laughs> sure. Yeah, a very little win. Yeah,
0: it's funny. It's kind of really killed my mood. I was in a happy <laughs> mood when I came in. Now I'm like, what the? Now I mean, the, the, uh, WTF? Have, I, I, have me. I have I sucked the dopamine and endorphins? Well, no, the... I mean, it's normal. Uh, but there I'll know. give
1: you. I'll <laughs> give you all a big hug. <laughs> A big hug to release the oxytocin. Oh, big, big virtual hug. Yeah. It? Oh. And yeah, Carrie just released her endorphins
0: there by laughing. So that's good.
2: By laughing, exactly. <laughs> so, do you want me to bring a puppy in? <laughs>
0: so next episode, next episode of the community, we've got to be running with puppies and laughing. Yeah, and then, exactly. So, no, get uh, yeah, yeah, the all, full the hormone, all, all the yeah. hormones hormone, all the time. Fair yep. enough. Huh. all right i think we've come to the end of an episode that was yeah, our... i think yeah we, we started out being cheerful and now we're just quizzical so uh, <laughs> 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 um
1: if you want to hear other co- uh, episodes of the tefl commute you can find us at our website teffelcommute.com. there are links to all the episodes there um please leave us a message on our facebook or instagram or uh twitter pages um what makes you happy what's reasons for you to be cheerful um, anything
0: else? Anybody else have something else to add here at the end? Ah, no, just a reminder, if anybody feels like it, they can buy us a coffee and you, you'll find out how in a moment. But yeah, coffee makes me cheerful. Yes. Yeah, dopamine hits all around. Ah, it's good. good to be back, guys. Okay. See you for episode two. Thanks, Bye everyone. Now. Bye, Gary. Bye, Sean. Lovely. Lovely Bye, being everyone. here. Bye. Always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the light side of life. If life seems jolly rotten, there's something you've
2: forgotten. As your commute is coming to an end, here's an idea you can take into class. Make a similar quiz to the one Lindsay did in the show, or ask your students to make a quiz. Do an internet search for songs with the word happy in the title. Take some of these and extract parts of the lyrics. Read the lyrics to the song and see if students can guess. Then play clips of the song and ask students to listen and write the next line after the lyric you had chosen.